Welcome, everyone, to a special edition of the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast, a Fantasy Football Pater Podcast extra, per se. This is Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. But would it be a Fantasy Football Pater Podcast or even an extra version without my good friend? He is the guru of fantasy football. You got to check out everything that's going on with what he's doing when it comes to fantasy football on the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group. I'll tell you what, this week has been very active on that group. A lot of opinions have been going left and right, including anime of all things. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. My good friend, Matt Kirkaby, he, interesting enough, he was the guy, when I moved out to California, I was a fantasy football player, but I really didn't get good until I started playing with Matt Kirkaby because he was just so much better than everyone else. This was like 10 years ago. And I thought, you know what? I'm tired of this guy beat me. And he really caused me to step my game up. And yeah, he pops on every once in a while. He's busy now, but he's into anime. And of course, Pop Culture Cosmos covers a whole variety of things. And when he found out about that, yeah, he, he kind of perked up a little bit. So yeah, good stuff happening here on the show. Well, we touch on it every now and then but as i indicated to him since he's looking for it we will touch more on anime on our next friday pcc multiverse cool. in fact in foot we will focus on bleach and some of the other popular anime well i think we'll come up with some type of category and i know josh is a huge fan of anime and i know he loves to talk about it with me it always starts and stops with akira but we'll, we'll see what we can go ahead and delve into from there but Yes, anime is an always great time. I actually had a chance to interview an anime specialist last year and found it quite informative, I must say. So we will go ahead and touch on anime for him and for all the anime fans out there on our PCC Multiverse show next Friday for you as well. That's great. I won't be participating in that segment, but if you have any fantasy football questions, I can help you. <laughs> yes, but when the off-season... This guy is our Netflix expert. I just want to let everybody know. <laughs> when I'm not watching football games, I'm watching Netflix. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But it is, and we didn't even a chance to say his name. He's not just some deep, dark voice out there spouting off fantasy football <laughs> and Netflix. It is my good friend. It is Tyler Baker. Thanks so much, my friend, for allowing us to go ahead and do an extra. I know you're gearing up for a Halloween costume party, and I think I heard rumors that you're dressing up as Roger Goodell. <laughs> Why? So I could walk in and get booed? <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Or you, you know, yeah. lay down some laws. I have. I have some I, that's going to, you know, make angry about half the nation. <laughs> no, I have. Uh, I have a go-to Halloween costume. I, I'm a. I'm a house painter by trade, and so what I do is is I wear my work clothes and then I bandage up one ear and I'm Van Gogh. And it's like the $5 costume every year and people like it that, you know, it's clever and yeah, it's five bucks. <laughs> so don't listen to him. He's doing Roger Goodell. No, <laughs> it's a good way to be hated, man. I can't stand Roger Goodell. And I hope that they have the draft every single year in Philadelphia because those Philadelphia fans are brutal and they don't mind letting Roger Goodell know that they don't like him. I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not siding with him. And there's no way, shape, or form. I do not particularly, you know, I'm not, I'm not a particular fan of his, him either. But if I was an owner, and if you're an owner, under his regime, for lack of a better term, has he made them a lot of money? The owners, particularly. 
Oh, sure. But oh, then there you go. That stops yeah. right. It starts and stops right there. there when go. they tell you it's about, not about the money. <laughs> because they're not going to vote him out. <laughs> yeah, it's about the money. And, uh, you know, I know his extremely large paychecks and all that. Everybody gets up in arms over. I know yeah. I do. But if the dude yeah. makes the money, you know, the dude sure. makes A little common sense and some continuity would do well to win me over. But no, point taken. Fair enough. Hey, no one's perfect, man. Yeah, I guess true, I, when true, he true. rolls home in his limousine, his Bentley, <laughs> I'm sure his 19 cars he looks at and his five yeah. houses that he probably has, you know, you know what? I think he, you know, he, he said to himself, you know what? If Tyler and Gerald don't like me, that's okay. I'm doing just fine. I will say this. You know, the refs are full-time employees now, and there have been some very, very shoddy referee work so far this season in the NFL. You and I haven't touched on that a whole lot, and, and that's fine. But it seems like every game – I mean, they'll even show something on the replay and still get it wrong. Like, like it, it's just outrageous. It's well, it is a human element you're always dealing with and you in every sport. We're now seeing in the True. NBA a lot right now, NHL, uh, baseball, what have you. There's always a human element, and people do miss things. Let's just put yeah. that out there. Sure. I'm, not, I'm not trying to defend the referees out there because there have been some very blatant missed calls. We touched on it early on as far as the rule changes where pretty much you you yeah. got to go in there at, you know when you get by the offensive tackle and got to wear white mm -hmm. gloves so you don't have mm -hmm. you know you don't hurt or injure the quarterback seemingly. Yeah. You we must sit about down that. feather pillows before you tackle the quarterback. Exactly, exactly. You know, like an air mattress. But we yeah. talked about that earlier this season. But yeah. we can go more detail as the more egregious offenses keep piling up. But I will say it, it is something that I think needs to be addressed. And even Roger Goodell cannot turn a blind eye to it very much longer. I understand that they're worried about CTE and all that stuff, sure. uh, especially because of the fact that they're sued by pretty much every football player that's ever played the game. Uh because of it, and rightly so, because of the damage that they now know happened, or when did it happen, how how they know it happened, mm -hmm. did they know what's going on, when mm -hmm. they knew. So it's almost like a big conspiracy that we sure, should is on serial or something. But I will tell you this, that I'm not going to defend Roger, Roger Goodell at all. I think you know a lot of stuff he's done is is not been good for the game or not been good for the fans overall, but he is generating a lot of income for the owners. I think that's the bottom line. That's usually 10 times out of 10 when it comes to the effectiveness of an NFL commissioner in the eyes of the ownership in large. So that's, and he's actively working to grow the sport. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're talking about making a London team permanently. They're talking about you moving to Mexico city, uh, mm. It's even been rumors of Canada. So, mm. you know, obviously he, he's embraced the Las Vegas area here when given mm. his blessing to the Oakland Raiders moving over here. I'm sure Oakland is loving that, but we won't go, we won't go into that. San Diego. I know there's issues uh, everywhere around as far as which city should get what, but you're right. He is trying to expand the game. And, and for that, that's just, that's just a no brainer because I, most of the commissioners in the sports over the modern era have tried to do that as well and, and have had similar successes. But I will say this, when it comes to Roger Goodell, he is not the most beloved figure here on this show. And, you know, Tyler, just please stop. Stop dressing like him for Halloween. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's get the actual fantasy football. <laughs> this is an extra. That's why we could throw it okay. in here. It's extra. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it is going to be a great weekend in the NFL. I will ask you this first off. We had touched on earlier in the week that things that we were going to touch on on this episode. 
One of them was the quarterback options, which you have talked about uh, uh, quite a bit on the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group, which is the quarterbacks you want to look at, what things you want to see when it comes to those fringe quarterbacks you, you're thinking about because of all the buys that teams are now going through that your roster out there is going through and the changes you need to make. You need to pick up a quarterback fast. Who should you be looking at and why? Yeah, well, this answer is going to depend on the listeners specific league and their team and what their needs are. But we are on a big bye week. There's there's quite a few teams that are out. Next week is going to be some more teams. There's probably not a whole lot out there. Andrew Luck has a good matchup this weekend against the Oakland Raiders. Andy Dalton has a good matchup against Tampa Bay. Other than that, looking at some of these, you know, fringe quarterbacks, quarterbacks that are most likely to be still available on the waiver wire. There's probably not a lot of them, but there are a couple guys that I see. One is Case Keenum. Not that I'm a big fan of Case Keenum. I don't think he's a really good quarterback. He has been, for as bad as his play has been, he has put some numbers up, but they've got Kansas City this week. So there's always an opportunity for a passing offense to run the numbers up on Kansas City. Now, they played them earlier in the year. The game script really had Denver not throwing the ball a lot. Keenum had 245 yards passing, no touchdowns and interception. But that was really because I think Denver was either leading or right in that game. So Case Keenum really didn't have to do a whole lot. But anytime you have a passing offense going against Kansas City, you seem to perk up a little bit. Josh Rosen, and this gets back to what happened earlier this week where finally Mike McCoy was fired. And Byron Leftwich has been promoted to offensive coordinator, which I think is a really, really good thing. Byron Leftwich was connected to the hip with Bruce Arians. And so he really understands that offense that Bruce Arians implemented the last several years. Um, I think that's going to be really, really good for David Johnson. I think it's going to be good for the offense as a whole. And they're getting a couple of offensive linemen back this week. So there could be, at least there's an opportunity for kind of a reshaping and a good springboard for this offense to get going. And I think that that could be good for Josh Rosen. You know, he did not have a good week last week, but they are playing the 49ers and nothing about that pass defense scares you. So this could be an opportunity for Josh Rosen to put up better numbers than he has been. Now, the last time that they played the 49ers, Rosen had 170 and one touchdown. I would expect the numbers to be better this time. I was also looking at Sam Darnold, but this is another situation where I don't think it's a very good quarterback. Quincy Anunua is out. Robbie Anderson. I think is... he eventually he will be a good quarterback. Sure, sure. but he this week. He's a rookie, right. He, he's yeah. up yeah, but this week, Quincy Anunua's out. Robbie Anderson looks like he's going to be out. Bilal Powell is out. I don't think that this is the week where Sam Darnold gets it together and puts up a good showing against the Chicago Bears. So, you know, those are some guys that I'm pretty sure will be on your waiver wire. You, you know, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, but if you're desperate, yeah, Luck and Dalton, definitely, if they're out there, but maybe Case Keenum, maybe Josh Rosen. 
out of any of those, I think Rosen, at least there's a lot of optimism. <laughs> and Byron Leftwich not doing the boneheaded things that Mike McCoy was doing, getting back to that to that Arians offense. And they still have some pieces there to, to run that style of offense. They don't have John Brown anymore, but Christian Kirk's pretty good. They do have a speedster in J.J. Nelson. And Larry Fitzgerald seems like he's over his nagging injuries. And man, just give David Johnson the ball. Byron Leftwich, just give David Johnson the ball. Let him be the superstar that he is, and that will definitely open up things downfield in the passing game. I was telling you before we went on the show, I thought he was still trying to go out and, and you know get a job as a backup quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Leftwich, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought it just seemed like a natural to me because they're pretty much at this point in time, teams like Jacksonville, Buffalo, and, and others. And uh-huh. it seems like this happens – recently in in recent years where teams get so desperate because they only hold like two quarterbacks at a time. Sometimes they just, they both get injured and they're pretty much picking off the street, anybody that they can get any former name that that's played the position of any length of time in the NFL. I'm sure Tony Romo's field a call or two this year too. (laughs) Try to get him off the golf course and out of the broadcast booth. Yeah. Right. I tell you what, I like him in the broadcast booth though. Yeah, um, I, I mean, he's very good. He's very good in the broadcast. Very good. He's very smart. He understands the game better than any of those other guys. And oh my gosh, could they switch the Monday night thing and get Jason Witten and and Booger? Just just get just get rid of all of that and and uh, have Tony Romo's crew do a Monday night, please. Somebody listen to me, please. Well, I was sad Dan Fouts was treated the way he was. I know he's still on CBS broadcast at this point in time. I think he's a very solid analyst as well. I think there are others out there that do provide some quality you know, an, you know, analytics when they're out there in that analyst mode and also the play-by-play. But it, it you have to pick and choose, my friend. It just seems like a lot of times where one is good, the other is not so great, and the other is carrying the other throughout the entire broadcast. But you are right. Tony Romo, since he's come on, People go out there, they can go ahead and Google search this as far as Tony Romo, especially early on and how he would pinpoint things before the play oh, yeah. actually happens. And you could see it developing yep. much clearer because of what he was describing before the play was happening. And that, to me, I think, yes, it speaks of someone that is just off the playing field that understands mm-hmm. modern offenses maybe better than someone who was a pro 10, 15 years ago. But still, he's done a very solid job. And I know and I know he's hinted about possibly wanting to go back and things about it. He, he occasionally teases it, but <laughs> I think he's going to stay off oh, the yeah. field. And I just think he, right now he makes too much money. It's too, you know He makes too much money right now for him to go ahead and and risk any further injury to that back of his or anything else that, that he would want to go through. We'll be right back with more of the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game? Then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it. 
at this point in time, teams are getting desperate. I know in Buffalo, our friend Nathan Peterman <laughs> might actually get another shot here pretty soon if Derek Anderson still keeps throwing the ball the way he's been throwing. <laughs> and so you never know. You never know. But with with all that's going on in the quarterback uh, field, all kidding aside, my friend, you do have to make some very pointed choices if you are short a quarterback this weekend or next weekend in the next couple of weeks because there's so many teams on a bye. you got to look out for some halfway decent quarterbacks out there. Also look at the fact what I was talking about on the previous episode. Look who is dumping players halfway good, halfway decent, even some very strong players now and then because they just have no place to put them because of the bye weeks in the next, what, two, three weeks or so. Yeah, and most leagues trade deadline is approaching quickly, you know, depending on your league, but most of them it's it's uh, early November. So I've been shooting a lot of trade offers. I had one go through the other day. So if you have good depth on your bench, go find a trade partner. In a lot of my leagues, I've pretty much gone through the buys, except for week 12 is going to hit me hard. A lot of Chiefs, a lot of Rams on my team. But if you've got players that have already been through the buy and you know you're good to go, go ahead and 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 trade some of that depth and kind of kind of trade up. But always look ahead. Always know in the next couple of weeks if you're going to have guys on buy and go ahead and start adjusting. So you're not going to accept that trade I sent to you, that trade request I sent to you involving Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes off your teams over <laughs> to me in exchange for Nathan Peterman? Nathan Peterman, yeah. <laughs> I know, he's always well, the butt of our jokes. But. I like Tyreek Hill. You play him every week, and most of the time he comes through. I will tell you, though, looking forward to the fantasy playoffs, I'm trying to get more shares of Cam Newton. He has a very favorable schedule in weeks 15 and 16. Also, if you can get the New England defense, they play the Bills in week 16. So if your championship is in week week 16, you want to have the Patriots defense. So if they're out there on the waiver wire, I, I know it's looking way ahead, but man, if you've got a good solid playoff team and you're expecting to be in the championship, it'd be really nice to have your defense playing the Bills. I picked up the Patriots and was nice. fortunate enough to do so on my uh, team that I'm really doing well on. And I think on the team in our league, funny, I think I might have Cam Newton available for trade. Uh, oh, hey, we can talk. We can talk. You never know. <laughs> Got some nice backup quarterbacks that, that I think I'll be able to survive with just in case. So. Nice. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what your devious yeah. plans are. You're probably just going to go ahead and pick up Nathan Peterman just to try and trade. <laughs> trade bait. Trade bait, trade bait. But before we hand on out, my friend, a couple things I know you wanted to pick up. A terrible injury. We already covered the OC change with Byron Leftwich in Arizona. But I know there was a terrible injury you wanted to talk about for the weeks ahead with someone that you thought was really coming on as a wide receiver and some other matchups you're looking forward to this weekend in the NFL. Yeah, unfortunately, in Thursday's night's game, which was more entertaining than I thought it was going to be, Deshaun Watson really put on a show. 239 yards, threw for five touchdowns. Wow. Only threw the ball 20 times. <laughs> so 25% of his, of his attempts turned into touchdowns. Really good numbers. But a really important part of that offense, Will Fuller, ACL. So he is done for the year. This is going to be a pretty big hit to this offense. Kiki Cutie did not play this past game. 
but I don't think his injury is very serious. I would expect him to come back. Now, he's not the same type of player that Fuller is. Fuller is just an absolute burner. Kiki Cutie doesn't have the long speed, but Kiki Cutie is very quick and will really help DeAndre Hopkins take some of the heat off. So if Kiki Cutie is available still, I would go pick him up. I think he's going to be a very playable wide receiver two or wide receiver three flirting with wide receiver two numbers. And Deshaun Watson showing that his bruised lung is not bothering him as much as it has been. And it's nice to see Lamar Miller, you know, a good player. It's nice to see Lamar Miller having some production. But let's all just keep in mind it was against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are just, they started out 3-0. and And I, even at the time, I'm like, how the heck did this team, how are they 3-0? and Well, they're not. <laughs> They're they're just not that team, and I think they're going to continue to show themselves in that way. But it was good to see Ken and Drake getting some big plays, had a couple touchdowns in this game. But that Will Fuller injury is kind of a big deal. So Kiki Cutie, if he's available. A couple other guys that are going to be out this week, Royce Freeman's going to be out. They are playing Kansas City. So with Royce Freeman being out, I would expect Philip Lindsay is maybe not going to take all of the work, but he's going to get the high value touches there. Theoretic is out. Could be another big week here for Kerryon Johnson. Eric Swope, Ryan Grant are out for the Colts. Robbie Anderson, we kind of talked about him with talking about Sam Darnold. He's going to be out, and Giovanni Bernard is going to be out. A couple guys that are coming back from injury, though. Jack Doyle, the tight end for the Indianapolis Colts, he's been out almost two months. He'll be coming back in. So I would expect him to come in. And if you are still looking for a tight end, he might be somebody you might want to consider off of the waiver wire. Not sure what he'll do this week, but he's a proven part of that offense. Geronimo Allison and Randall Cobb are both coming back for Green Bay. And that brings up a really good matchup that we're going to see this week. It's going to be Green Bay at the Los Angeles Rams. That's the one that I can't wait to see. That's the afternoon game. And this is probably going to be a playoff matchup, if not the NFC Championship preview. Don't snooze, however, on New Orleans at Minnesota, because that could be a nice little shootout as well. Mm -hmm. It could. Again, two playoff teams that... (laughs) they could be in the playoffs as well. So yeah, some good NFC matchups this week. I'm also going to see a replay of that Pittsburgh-Cleveland game. Remember the first game of the year where Cleveland comes out and and ties Pittsburgh? Interesting to see how these two teams battle it out because I think Pittsburgh is playing a lot better than they were at the beginning of the season. And Cleveland, they're, they're just always in it. They've been four overtime games, hasn't it been? Four or yes. five? Yeah. Four overtimes. Yeah. Yeah. So they are always in it. And it's so good to see Cleveland actually coming together, playing some good football. So Cleveland Pittsburgh, where this has always been kind of a chuckle game, it's going to be a real deal game. Once again, it is Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. You can check out our full episodes each and every week on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and over 30 different podcast outlets. And look for his segments each and every week, normally on the PCC Multiverse on Fridays. We had a little scheduling issue, so we couldn't do that this week. That's why we're having this extra. And also our Pop Culture Cosmos show on Monday. But he doesn't know this yet. I'm going to ask him to do some homework all right? while he's at this party, dressed up as Roger Goodell, Uh (laughs) a.k.a. Van Gogh. But anyways... 
I'm going to ask him to do some, some little homework there and think of his five favorite horror movies. Okay, because we've got our Halloween special coming up on Monday okay. for Pop Culture Cosmos. And you are the only non-Halloween segment we're going to devote to as far as talking about fantasy football and all that. But you won't be able to escape it, my friend. <laughs> you've got to go ahead and let me know about your five favorite horror flicks that you would recommend to people out there. We could also do five horrible fantasy players. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, I, know, I, I have a feeling I know who would land on probably both those lists. <laughs> yeah. Might be playing in Buffalo, but we won't talk about <laughs> that right now. My friend, it's always great to have you on the show. Appreciate you taking the time for this Fantasy Football Pedro Podcast Extra. And, of course, being part of us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. 